Hello, this is Kashara Johnson, and you are listening to Undiscovered Worth, the podcast, a podcast where I have open and honest conversations with a variety of people about their lives and the things and events that bring meaning and depth to them. My hope for you is that this space provides you inspiration and the encouragement to curiously dive a little deeper into that which creates more connection and growth in your own life. I'm really happy that you're here and I hope that you enjoy. Thank you. Hi. Um, So this is a really special episode because this is the 20th episode of this podcast. It may have taken a few years to get there, and yet here we are nonetheless. So, you know, the conversations that I've had with people on the show have been so vast and eye-opening for me. Over the years, I've had things happen in my life that have led me to refer back to these conversations in a way that was not only helpful for me, but also made me feel more connected and understanding of the person that I shared those conversations with or the people that I share those conversations with. Um, I have come to believe that it is very rare to have complete shifts in our mindset through major events. Like I don't think major events come around like that often for the majority of us. Um, Most of our evolutions, I believe, are really can be compared to something slower and more nuanced, kind of like the way a river changes the topography of a landscape. And so you don't really notice the changes until an extended period of time has passed and you have enough to zoom out and reflect on. And I think that our lives are kind of like that. And the conversations that I've had with people on and off record are like that. I always walk away um, from them feeling a little bit changed. So last week's episode, I had a conversation with Chanel Hope, a really talented content creator based in Dallas, who is also someone that I happened to graduate high school with. And we talked about making peace with social media, family, forgiveness. And in my introduction, I mentioned how I felt anxious to talk with her and how I remembered feeling so uncool. (laughs) And um, when I said that, like as I was recording, I felt a little something inside and I was like, okay, make note of that so I can dig a little bit deeper into that one. And just for some background, make no mistake, I was absolutely not cool. Um, I think if it hadn't been for the fact that I was dating like a football player on the school's team, like I'm pretty sure I could have gone completely unnoticed all the way through graduation. Uh, I was quiet. Um, I was... I don't know, I liked reading books and enjoyed tutoring students after school for service credit hours. I was really like passionate about AP honor courses and and probably the most embarrassing thing that would pretty much sum up how uncool I was. Um, I actually, for my junior and senior year of high school, I drove our family's minivan to school because my parents wouldn't buy me my own car. So just like imagine you're like a junior or senior and there's this girl just like rolling up into the student parking lot with like this white Dodge caravan. Um, Yeah, that was me. (laughs) And so to sit down for an interview with someone that I considered to be really cool in high school and I mean, honestly, she still is like she is certainly not one of those people who peaked in high school. And thankfully, I'm not either. I wasn't quite sure at first for a little bit, but like I'm not either, thankfully. Um, But it really made me think back to 
10 plus years ago to the person that I was and who I wished I was and who I hope to be one day. And when I think back to that person and the persons that I've evolved in and out of over the years, I feel really grateful for everything that's led up to the me that I am now. But I also feel a twinge of sadness that there was so that there were so many stretches of time where I tried to morph myself into someone that I wasn't. There were so many times where I felt that it was in my best interest to abandon myself in order to become my quote better self. And so I feel sadness that it took me so long to realize that the search for my better, more put together and more optimized self is really, was really kind of a pointless search. You know, I I feel like I'm approaching a point where I just am settled in this idea that um, I'm just me and that in doing the best I can and trying to be more and more present to my daily life and seeing myself for who I am, I'm inevitably going to meet the wiser and more evolved me. I I choose not to put good or bad labels on myself anymore. And I'm also choosing not to put expectations, like time expectations on becoming who I hope to become in the future. I'm just allowing it all to unfold. And my wish for you is that you allow yourself to do the same. So this episode is all about making peace with who you are not. And I say that also I want to add that, you know, I think we all have versions of ourselves that we strive to become. And those versions are not all so bad. Like I've got a friend currently in medical school. She's striving to become a doctor. I, for one, am striving to become a full-time creative business owner and writer. Um, Some people strive to become more athletic or better parents, spouses, whatever. And so I think that those could all be good things to strive to become. But I also think it gets a bit dicey when we're trying to become people who don't align with our values or our true hopes and visions for our lives. So I will use myself for an example. For years, I tried to be an agreeable person. And by that, I mean someone who was very go with the flow someone who created as little waves as possible, never said or did anything to make anyone else upset or uncomfortable, always smiling, always polite, always deferring to what everyone else wanted to do, especially if I was outnumbered. I I wanted to be liked by everyone, hated only by those who were jealous of my agreeableness and likability. And so this seems like a really great plan, plan for me. like. I'm going to be the one that everyone likes and that no one can think of one bad thing to say about because we all know that the absolute worst thing for a woman to be in this world is unlikable. (laughs) So aside from that goal being like obviously impossible, um, it just also isn't enjoyable or a worthwhile way to live. And so I started to realize that despite all of the cool projects I've worked on and created, and, you know, I was, I was still living below the radar of the real vision that I had for myself. And, and having that goal, I talked that goal of basically being likable and liked by everyone and agreeable. Like I talked myself out of so many things that I wanted to do and create just just 
for the hell of it. And, you know, I instead committed my time to doing and creating things that I felt like I should do or that I felt had the greatest chance of making me feel more accepted by others, which really ultimately was my goal rather than the goal being to love and accept myself. So, you know, I believe that becoming someone that I wasn't would make me happier, but instead it just made me feel more anxious and unfulfilled and and really angry with myself. Um, And part of me often wonders if maybe that's what most people go through in their 20s. Like maybe most of us push ourselves to the side thinking that it can't possibly like be that simple. And, And so we go around, go about trying to find ourselves when like ourselves are there with us all along. Maybe that's just part of the journey until we reach this point where we're exhausted with searching and said, you know, just say, fuck it. If this is the person I am, then I can work with that. So I think I think that I am I feel very much like I am approaching that point. I felt I noticed a shift like in my brain. And I've talked to like girlfriends about this, (laughs) about feeling like something shifted in my brain, like when I turned maybe like 26, 27. And so I'm thinking that may be in correlation with the time period when like our brains just fully develop into like adult brains, if that makes sense. Um, And so while I can wish that I had gotten here sooner than at the age of 29, uh, I'm here and I can work with it. Like I accept, I'm, I'm thankful for the journey. I'm thankful just to be in a space where I am more accepting of myself and showing myself more grace and compassion and being okay with working with whatever qualities and and strengths that I have currently and just the person I am overall. Um, so for those of you who may be younger or older than 29, I wanted to share a couple of tips that I've used to make peace with who I am not so that I can more fully enjoy who I am. And so, you know, I don't believe there's any right or wrong or right way to make peace, but this is just the way that I've found is helpful for me. And so I hope it's helpful for you. And so tip number one, it's just two tips. So tip number one is to create a list of your set of values. So, Our sets of values are really our North Stars. You know, we live in a world that will try to tell you who you are. And if you're not grounded in what you value, why you value it, under what circumstances you do or do not value it, like if you're not clear on your values, it will be assigned to you by external forces. And that is really no way to live. I I was recently thinking about this in terms of like what it was like for me growing up. And I was a very awkward kid. I was bullied in middle school. So I always just tried to stay to myself and just keep my nose in books and stay out of the way. Um, But like recently thinking back on that, I, I I really, it really felt clear to me that from a young age, this world really does try to, essentially beat you into conformity. You know, I was bullied into it. And I feel like, you know, at times I was kind of, um, I'm thankful I made it out and I was kind of churched into it. You know, it was, there was always these forces telling me who I should be and what I should believe. And, and 
I now move in alignment with myself and my knowing, like my my instinct. I try to the best that I can. It's still a practice. Um, and, you know, I try to live up to, uh, I try to live according to no one else's expectations if it doesn't align with who I am. And so that's just how I go from here on out. Um, and so setting these values really, really is important because you can always go back to them. And for full transparency, like I literally just had a situation come up this week that has forced me to revisit and reestablish my values, to reestablish what is it that I'm willing to put up with? What am I not willing to put up with? Um, And I believe that this practice of revisiting it is something that will take place over the course of our lives. Um, Things change, circumstances change, things happen to and around us. People come into our lives, whether that's long-term partners, babies, whoever. People leave our lives, unfortunately, sometimes not unfortunately. Um, There's just so much that can happen to change our outlook on life and in turn our values. And so if our values are indeed what keep us grounded with ourselves, and it's really important for us to make sure that that foundation still aligns and that we are constantly, even if it's just annually, going back and saying, okay, these are things that I I believe and value. Like I, you know, I value, I value honesty. I value um, friendship. I value um loyalty like I value there's so many things we value those are things that you value you know it is important that you go and revisit those things just to make sure like how important is this to me now is it more important than it was two years ago or and if so like what happened to get me to a place where this is such a high 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 level of or priority of a value um so that's tip one to create your set of values now step or tip two um, is to conduct an audit of yourself. This isn't really an this isn't an audit in terms of um, where am I doing good, where am I doing bad. It's not we're not assigning good or bad value in that sense. Like as far as judgment of ourselves, this step might seem a little tedious, but like I promise you, it is so important, and it's so important to take inventory of your life from time to time. I would consider it. Yeah, that's what I would consider. It's, it's essentially taking inventory, inventory of your life and really evaluating what you've included in your life, like chosen to, or even subconsciously chosen or allowed to come into your life. So I typically like to do this towards the end of the year, usually around like the holiday season when everybody's thinking about like the new year and everything. But This year, I actually decided to do it at the beginning of October, like literally last weekend during this fall season. This the cool weather. I have no idea what it is. Maybe it's just it's it's a something with me this year. But I just really felt this need to to do some inventory of, you know, my life and and what's in it and who's in it and all of that stuff. So so some things I suggest um, making list of are. Things like, what do you like and dislike doing? Not what you think you're supposed to be doing. Um, Make lists of what you feel are your best qualities. Ask those close to you what they love or admire the most about you. Oftentimes, they'll see things in you or in us that we can't see in ourselves or wouldn't even consider them to be gifts or wonderful qualities because we're just 
in it. Like it's, it's hard to be objective at times. Um, I suggest making list of places you enjoy going and list of places that you do not enjoy going. Um, even list of things and the ways that you like to spend your time, take note of all of it, or at least as much as you can, because when you go back to those lists, those lists will give you an idea of who you are and who you are not. So if I use myself as an example, my list would say, um, or do say, um, my list has told me that I am the type of person who enjoys writing and spending time with friends and environments where I can have deep, meaningful conversations with them. Conversely, I am not the type of person who genuinely enjoys being in crowded, loud spaces where I can't hear myself think or what the person next to me is saying. I do not like small talk. I am someone who enjoys spending time outside. Um, honestly, I've even gone as far as to take note of the kinds of people that I like and dis dislike being around. And that's not to say that like I 1000% believe that you are the people that you surround yourself with. But I will say that it does, to an extent, shed some light on who you are to be willing to be around the kind of people that you are around. So for me, you know, I don't enjoy being around people who are constantly critical or harsh, you know, constantly critical of or harsh to others. Like I want to surround myself with people who are trustworthy and make me feel at ease with being myself. And so, you know, really these lists that we create that that really shed light on who we are and what we like to do and and what we don't like to do, like these really this list, these lists are really informed by your unique set of values. Your values are your foundation. Your regular audit is the structure you're building to hold your life. They're they're related and they're both really important. So, you know, your values are like your overarching guiding principles, but then your audit or your taking inventory of yourself is really like, is the way, it, it's really answering the question of does who, does, does what I say I value line up with who I am surrounding myself with and who I, and the things that I'm doing and the the all of the elements that make up who I am or who I am not? Like, do these things align with my values? And so, like I said, I revisit this regularly. I I honestly wish, <laughs> I wish that I would have started doing this sooner. I feel like if I had a set of values and boundaries and really clear ones that I stuck to, and even now, like I find myself in situations from time to time where I feel like I feel like going back on them like I'll say that you know I don't want to do something but then and it's because it's a value of mine of honesty or whatever and I still feel tempted to cross essentially allow my own boundaries to be crossed so this is something that I, I it's an ongoing thing for me but you know if if I had had this in my early like earlier years I feel I feel like maybe my life would have been a little bit less complicated. I wouldn't have allowed nearly as much shit to go down as it as I allowed to happen. I probably would have been a little bit clearer on direction and and all types of things. But like I said, you know, I I don't have regrets. I do have I, that is one of a, a wish that I wish I had done sooner. But I'm thankful still that I, at least I have these tools now. 
And so now I'm handing the tools to you and I hope that you find it helpful. You know, I I really do hope this has been helpful for you. My goal with my work is to provide um, kind of a, a, a starting point for cultivating meaningful conversations and to encourage us all to slow down and embrace connected living within ourselves and our communities, however that looks for and aligns most for us individually. Um, I I really do believe in the power of putting out goodness into the world. And though I may never meet you or know you personally, I do hope that these episodes connect and resonate with you and that we can build a connection through them. So that's all I got. (laughs) I hope that you take care whenever you're listening to this, whether it's the day that this comes out on a Thursday, I hope you have a fantastic Friday and weekend. Um, or just great time doing whatever you're doing after you listen to this or while you're listening to this anyway. Um, so yeah, that is it for the show today. I, I hope you take care. All right. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, I would love to hear from you and to know what part resonated. This podcast is literally rooted in connecting with people and that includes you as a listener. To get in touch, you can email me at kashara at kasharajohnson.com. That's K-A-S-H-A-R-A. Or you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at kashara underscore Johnson. Thanks so much for listening. Talk soon.